Hello, everyone. Welcome to Three Peeps in a Pod. Our podcast is sponsored by the communication consulting company, Peer Communication. Now, our podcast is obviously about communication, careers, and the chaos of our lives. All right, I think it's a good place to start if we just introduce ourselves to the audience, right? Sounds good. Who wants to go first? Kelly? Yeah, I'll go. So my name is Kelly Finley, and I'm from Bledsoe, Texas, which is a tiny little town on the New Mexico-Texas border. I am 37 years old, and I'm a Leo. And I don't know that that matters, but, you know, (laughs) sometimes it does. It does. I like the moon in astrology. The girls will tell you I'm a little bit hippy-dippy that way, but... Um, I married my husband. Paul is a coach and teacher in the middle school and we have three kids, Keely, who's 10. She's in fifth grade. She's a lot of fun, a wild child, but she's tiny. She's a little tiny package of dynamite. Gymnast. Yes. Yeah. Gymnast. Um, we have Parker. He's eight. He's, um, in the second grade. He's quite the reader and he's really funny, says really crazy off the wall things. And then we have Paxton who's five who's in pre-K this year and he is my clown and he likes to make you laugh and he's super cute. So, I mean, I'm biased, but no, he is. And he almost killed her. They almost both died. That's a cool story. Yeah. The birth story was traumatic, but we have survived. Um, so I am a college professor and I made it sound like he was like an alien inside you trying to kill you from the inside out. That's not what I meant. It felt like that. I bet it did. So yeah, that's fine. He didn't really do it. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. No, yeah, he, he was, let's make that clear. But we don't need to put that pressure on him. Yeah. But we're glad he's alive. Yeah. I'm alive. We're glad about that. So yeah, I'm a professor of communication. Um, and on the side, my hobbies, I'm super into essential oils I really love to read, although I'm weird about it because if you interrupt me while I'm reading, then I want to stop reading. So I don't read a lot in the school year because I never have time. I like to read like a book completely. Like I like to have lots of time and I don't have lots of time. So I wonder if I'm like that too, because I have, I love to read, but I have trouble reading. Do you get annoyed when people interrupt you when you're reading? Well, until we have Lyndon, I don't have enough people to interrupt me, Mm -hmm. but it's like, I'll start a book and I'll be so excited. But if life gets in the way and I just don't pick it back up, then it's a task. Yes. No, I, I get that as well. And not every book that you pick up is going to be right. yeah, that enthralling. And so I have a book right now I've been super excited to read, but I haven't had a ton of time. And then when I do have time, I'm like, mm, you're tired. I'll, yeah, I'll get to that <laughs> later. I don't know. I'm not. So I kind of go in spurts about reading. Hmm. Um. What, what else about me? That's man. She was, that was a good description. Yeah, she, you did really good. Okay. We'll come back at the end. Cause she's going to talk about the Enneagrams. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to, yeah. List our Enneagram numbers as well for everybody, but I'm a six for the audience. So, you know, that's me. It's funny that we're all something different too. It I is. think it's why we, we mesh so well though. Kelly's introduction to essential oils came to us all and now our yes. whole hall uses them. I love essential oils. Yeah. So why don't I go as much as Kelly, but yeah, but you know, there's no degree to essential oils. You can use them, not use them. And I go in spurts with that as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's good that you don't, I don't feel pressure about it, but I have some rollerballs made up that, you know, when Lyndon goes get a vaccination, I'm using those. So it's neat. 
-hmm. So Hillary, why don't you go next? I will introduce myself now. I am Hillary Nixon. I'm from Midland, Texas, so not far from Lubbock. It's in the West Texas area, Permian Basin area. I'm married. My husband does everything yeah. pretty much. He does. I mean, you need a lawnmower. We got a lawnmower. <laughs> you need a house built. Well, he doesn't have time to build you a house, but, but he, he could. could. He yeah. could. If he wanted to. Your refrigerator breaks down. That's call who I call. Yeah. got a hair dryer. He can fix it. Oh, he fixed straighteners too. Yeah. They go out a lot. And he's in IT, which is weird. Yes. He can do it all. And he can do electrical, you name it. But enough about him. Back to me, <laughs> about myself. I am also, I don't have any kids yet. Hopefully in the future that will happen. But I have three dogs. I have a husky named Sasha. I have a middle dog that's actually a black mouth cur. If you know what that is. I don't even know. It's what like that a hunting is. dog. Learned this over the Christmas break. Huh. And if y'all look it up, she is a spitting image of this hunting dog. She is neurotic too. Because you don't hunt. <laughs> probably. Yeah, she probably has too much energy. She chases shadows all day, every day. That's all she does. And then we have the little mutt. I don't know what he is. Maybe a long haired chihuahua. Lucky. Lucky. They're all strays. So it's an animal shelter at my house. Mm -hmm. I am a Gemini, so as you're talking about signs, I love signs, too. So when you read my horoscope earlier. I got a gift for y'all. I got to go back to the five below and get it. I'm going to go back and get it. Okay. Just, it could be a good end of semester gift. That would be great. Or yeah. mid-life semester crisis. <laughs> That's true. Mid-April gift. Yes. Yeah. Hey. Not, April's not happened yet. Tomorrow. Well, yeah, we're almost there. Is it tomorrow? No. Yes, the, it is. April Fool's tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Thursday. It tells, we're busy. Can you tell we don't even know what day it is? <laughs> That's crazy. Hilarious. Anyway, I have gifts for y'all since we're all giving our signs and moon. Yes. We love moon phases. Freaking Mercury in retrograde. When that happens, it's we have. It Solar is a bowl. Yeah. We yep. get the oils on. Well, I didn't tell y'all. One of my tattoos I'm going to get in May is my Gemini symbol. Oh, is it? Yes. Gemini is the. The twins. Yes. The twins. Which it's not going to be a twin. It's like a little intertwined design. I'll show oh, you. Oh, I want to see. That's really cool. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Anything else about, I was going to mention, Kelly has dogs too. Yeah. I do. Mine are old and they don't do a lot. But yeah, we do have two dogs and a cat. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Boots, 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 kitty boots. Um, also, Hillary is an Enneagram 3. So. Oh, that's right. Yes. Oh, and that leaves the old fogey here. <laughs> oh, I'm 31. You said yeah, that. I thought. Then, I don't know if you said it or not. Well, 31. Yeah, and she's, here's, our, she's our young one. Yeah. We we often make her go first, but we're trying to get out of that. Habit. I don't do well going first. I screwed <laughs> up. This We had to re-record this. <laughs> we were a minute and 14 seconds in, like starting over. <laughs> Oh, and we're a little bit of perfectionist group here. I'm Janine Fox. I'm from Lubbock, Texas, also in West Texas, born and raised. I am married to my husband, Brian, who is also in technology. And we've been married for almost five years. We have one son named Lyndon, also a traumatic birth story, mm -hmm. but we survived that as well. Yes, praise he, the Lord. I know, right? Amen. He was born three months early. My water broke while I was lecturing the first mm -hmm. week of class. Mm -hmm. The consummate professional I am, I finished my lecture, folks. <laughs> and then I stepped out of the room to panic. 
so I had him at 26 weeks and he was in the NICU for three months, but he is perfectly healthy. Like Kelly said, praise God. And adorable. Mm -hmm. Oh, thanks y'all. I'm biased too, but I do think we, we all have, have good kids. kids. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Y'all know I'd tell you. That's right. <laughs> she would tell us. She Barry is honest. Is, yes. I was going to say blunt, but honest is, that is totally how we would describe her. Yeah. If, if you needed to know something, you could ask her. And if she didn't outright tell you, you would see it on her face. Right. Like, don't ask Hillary, does this outfit make me look fat? If you don't really want to know. Right. Kind of like you probably shouldn't ask your husband either. No, yeah, not but they're husband. just too nice. <laughs> yeah, my husband's too nice. He's like, you're beautiful all the time. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm not. Paul wouldn't say that. Paul would be like, no. So Paul, the Gemini. Favorite. Yeah, he's a Gemini too. We were just talking oh. about this because Paul and Hillary are Gemini's. Paul's not his and then Mike, her husband, and I are Leo's. Oh my gosh, that's insane. And those two signs don't really go together either. They, they have some issues, yeah. Mm -hmm. See, I don't know enough about the signs. I'm an Aquarius, which is an odd, it's the water bearer. Right. It's the, to me, the boring one. Like when you see things about astrological signs, Aquarius, you got to hunt a for lot, them. But a lot of, a lot of energy. Yeah, I that's true. Lots of energy. That is true. Well, except when I have to do things like clean the house and I don't have <laughs> no energy. Well, but you, you know, it's not all about physical energy, like creative energy and oh, driven yeah. energy. And that is true. I can, I can buy into that. Now my husband, Brian is a Pisces. Okay. So and that's the one I think I know the least about. Yeah. Pisces. He's not the only Pisces I ever dated, which is weird. Mm, not that we have to talk about that, but it <laughs> we is will. weird that I'm drawn <laughs> to we'll a Pisces. We'll talk about that at a later <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we will. Um, but anyway, we have one son, Lyndon, who's almost 19 months old. We adore him. Super close to my family, my niece, my nephew. I have nieces that live in Arkansas. So we just have a big family. And we absolutely love each other. We love being around each other. So I spend a lot of time with family. As far as hobbies, I'm into essential oils as well. Thanks to Kelly, really. And I love to travel. I lived in Germany for a time, so I speak German. I'm always willing to speak German with someone. Don't ask me to on the podcast because I will definitely not be able to read the mean comments about my pronunciation. <laughs> it will devastate me, even though I know my pronunciation is not great. But I do practice on Duolingo. I'm like 60 days straight Way to go. on Duolingo, practicing my German. That's awesome. You yeah. don't want to lose that. I don't. Two goals right there. Right. You need to learn Spanish. Oh, I know. Um, hola. Hard. Hola. Yeah, our, our Spanish colleague, Spanish teaching colleague, I should mm -hmm. say, he always gets on us about gonna, speaking yeah. more Spanish. More yes, me is. than y'all. That's true. But I am very West Texas white girl over here mm -hmm. talking Spanish. So. <laughs> it's, hey, the effort. Mm -hmm. It means a lot to put forth the effort to try. So I, anyway, I applaud it. So I love culture. I love travel. Kelly's sort of an, a wanderlust soul sister. Mm -hmm. Well, you like to travel too. I do. Yeah, like we all. And really mainly, I just like being around my friends and family. And uh, we all are assistant professors of communication studies, which is why we talk about communication so much. And we are all different Enneagrams. So I am an Enneagram eight. So you will know that I mean business with justice. That's right. 
my husband's an Enneagram 8. So we are all kind of connected. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what Brian's Enneagram is. Three? I think Brian's a three. I think mm-hmm. so too. What is Mike? Mike. Mike yeah. is tough. I would say Mike is a one or a two. I was going to say one. He's definitely not a two. You don't think? No. Okay. I mean, he's he's helpful in certain ways, but not like Becky type two. Yeah, and he really doesn't care if you love him or not. No. So, yeah, that, that, would, that would put him out. Yeah. He doesn't want to be loved. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's a loner. Uh-huh. But then he's not. Y'all know what I realized he, last weekend? All of his closest friends talk more than me. Like, shut up, nonstop talking. But guess what? When they come over, they talk to me. Oh. And I don't want to talk to them. I want them to talk <laughs> to him, not me. Huh. You're that, just, we need to dive into that at some point because that's interesting. Is that an attractive personality trait of a three? Is that people are drawn to you to? Well, I mean, as a three, she is going to be looking at like, how do I move things forward? Not necessarily like in a relationship, but just like if someone's talking to you, like you're going to continue to further right. the conversation. Oh, I do. That's what happened last weekend. Because Mike is, he's not a talker. We mm-hmm. all know this about Mike. He's, he's very quiet. And so if they come over and they're con- constantly talking and he doesn't say anything back, but you further the conversation, they're automatically going to be talking to you, right? Yeah, just because naturally. minutes. Wow. <laughs> I was trying to go to the gym, sat there and talked to his friend for 30 minutes. I can see. It's like, you know, we don't, we as communications scholars, we don't like those awkward silences. I think it's the same way when in communication. I know for a minute y'all thought we were an Enneagram podcast. We're not. (laughs) But all of that shapes our communication. It's part of our worldview. It's part of our environment. So that's why it's important to know all that about us. And then you will definitely see traits of how we communicate or address communication in our personality traits. But it's interesting for him to have come to you and talked because people crave that communicative response, right? You're probably very responsive. The head nods, the, the vocal paralanguage, like, you know, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah filling. Absolutely. We all are kind of that way too, but that's also how I've made a lot of friends. I think, cause I feel bad. Yeah. You do. Make, you, talks to you also make friends everywhere you go. You yes. go out of town and you make your friends she and we really get super does. jealous. Yeah. You can't yeah, help it. I'm not as good at that. As but it's are. because they make eye contact and I'm going to be like, hey, you're looking at me. Yeah. Let's talk. <laughs> I just need to start looking away. <laughs> no. I think that's probably what I do. Like, I wasn't staring. I don't know. I get all nervous that like they're thinking that I was and I'm not. Oh, see. Okay. So you're nervous. You make eye contact and make friends. I walk in a room and I'm like, don't you all love me? I'm amazing. <laughs> right. You need to know me. That's narcissistic. That's a very Leo trait, but you're not a Leo. So she's an eight. She's an eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Our personalities and interesting. We've worked together, Kelly and I, for almost eight years. Mm-hmm. And then Hillary and Kelly and I, yeah, going on six, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So for us to have worked together and also have friendship groups outside of work for that long to be such different from different perspectives. It's kind of interesting. Other than the fact that we have communication as that common thread. I think that's interesting. We all went to grad school at the same school, just different times. Mm -hmm. We did. That's a really good segue, I think, into why we individually got into communication. And, And 
it's interesting because we were talking about this not too long ago. I don't remember why I went into communication as an undergrad. I know I was an engineering major and I hated it and I was terrible at it. <laughs> I got a C in my first engineering class. Mm. And then when I tried to get out of engineering, they were like, I think they were desperate for women mm -hmm. in engineering. So they're like, we're not, we're not letting you go. I felt like it was, well, I won't even compare it. However, it was really tough to get out. And I had to have all kinds of personality testing. They tested me for ADHD and I'm like, why do I have, I just want to switch majors. <laughs> I heard, engineering? Yeah. That's pretty crazy. It's crazy. That's and like something they would do in the communications field. Yeah. Right? <laughs> or should do. That's true. This exit interview is really long and it was highly inappropriate. And had I not been a little naive at the time, I probably should have put my foot down today. If that kind of thing happened to me, I'd have been like, what in the actual hell? Yeah. Not happening. Uh, but I did everything I could, but I don't remember how I got into communication to begin with. But once I was in, I was hooked. I was like, yes, this is where I'm meant to be. I loved nonverbal communication. I love to play poker. I like to read facial expressions and tells. I loved organizational communication. But really, in the last year I was in college is when I went to study in Germany. And then I loved cross-cultural communication. So when I went into grad school, now I know how that happened. I was in the doctor's office and Melanie Neal walked in. She was going to the doctor as well. I, she was one of the professors yes, that you would have if you... As an undergrad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, you should go to grad school. And I was like, well, that sounds like a brilliant idea. <laughs> so I did. And I did most of my research in cross-cultural communication. I also went back to Germany. I did a mixed methods research approach where it was not only ethnographic, but also qualitative and quantitative. So it was really kind of a tough research project, but I was so interested in it. And so even the writing that I've done after that has dealt a lot in culture and that aspect. And it's really something I bring into the classroom uh, as well, just to make sure that my students understand that classroom is a culture in and of itself. So that's really my interest in communication. It's so boring. No, it's really boring. I don't think it's boring. I think we all just have such different interests too that yeah. it's been so long since we've gone to grad school and done a bunch of research that we haven't dived a whole lot into those fields in a long time, or I haven't. Well, no, but it's interesting that we're, we three especially are always talking about, oh, that's a great research project, or, oh, we should do a presentation on that. Or mm -hmm. I mean, we've done, I mean, our resumes are curriculum vitae's are I'm being a narcissist again but they're I mean it's pretty packed of things that we have researched and talked about and really shared with our colleagues across the state I guess I meant your cross-cultural oh yeah communication yeah. is kind of what I was referring mm -hmm. to not just research in general that's true yeah I don't get to do that as much though as we begin here to maybe talk about study abroad programs which we've never had at the community college level here now I'm super interested in that because mm -hmm. I want to help prep those kids on how communication will work in these other cultures. So mm -hmm. hopefully I get to do some of that. But you have a, a cool story, I think. Cool. How I got into communication classes. Yeah. Well, I transferred to tech from Midland College, another community college. And I was a business major, of course, like all students want to be mm -hmm. whenever they go into college. Mm -hmm. And I got to tech and my GPA was too low. So I couldn't be a business major. 
and I took a communication class. And I actually, one of the first classes I ever took was with Melanie Neal too. That's funny. And so it's interesting. Whenever she said that, I remember that was one of my first comms classes that I fell in love with it just like Janine did. And I switched my major. And I actually got my GPA up that semester. I believe it. And could have gone back into business, but it was boring. Mm -hmm. Like I hated accounting. I did awful at accounting. But you're so good at it. That's the thing. It was shocked me to hear you were a business major, but it didn't surprise me because your mind works like that. Mm -hmm. I do. But man, those classes were so boring compared yeah. to the communications classes. The nonverbal communication class was really interesting to me. Interpersonal was... But I did fall in love with organizational communication. And mm -hmm. really, I probably can thank Dr. Owaron for that. Yeah. Because I took his class. And because when I graduated with my undergrad, I planned to move back and take over kind of a family business. That's why my main focus was organizational communication. And I did a bunch of research in grad school about small businesses and how that hierarchy structure works if i can say that word yeah in small businesses and how they communicate actually did i ever tell you all about my cursing paper no Where i did research on like the oil field language <gasps> oh my god that is fascinating and how that affects people because i have a bad mouth you can ask both of these ladies here <laughs> Poor and kelly gets it from hillary and i actually <laughs> yes anything that comes out of kelly's mouth is probably from one of us. Right. And it's bad. But I think my dad, my family and all that history for that. So that's kind of how I got into grad school. And I never would have gone if it hadn't been for a mentor. So Dr. O really encouraging me. I came, I was actually one of the first to graduate in my family. So it wasn't, I never was a student that went to school thinking I'm going to get a master's degree. I would have laughed at yeah. <laughs> you if you had said that was going to happen. And then I wasn't ready to be done with school. So mm -hmm. I stayed. That is too cool. Yeah. Yeah. See, I like that story. And Kelly has kind of a cool story and her research is a little bit different too. I don't have as much um, history in org comm as y'all do because I didn't ever take that class in undergrad and was never something that I was super interested in. Yeah. So that I'm quite a bit different. Um, so I went to community college because I didn't know what to do after high school. And my parents were like, you can get a job or you can go to college. And I was like, well, I don't want to do a job. So <laughs> I, went to college. I like school. I'm good at school and I like it. So, um, I came to community college and I was on the forensics team, which is the competitive speaking team at the college. And my, uh, professor was like, what are you going to do with your life? And I said, get married and have babies like my mama. And she's like, but what else? And I was like, I don't there. That's what I was doing. I didn't know there was a, <laughs> there is else. nothing else. Yeah. And so she was like, you know, you could like have a career and get married and have babies. And I was like, sure. But what would I do? Cause I really had no ambition in college. Like I just didn't, there were so many things and I'm, good at stuff. You know, I'm good at math. I'm good at reading. I'm good. I'm just, I'm good. But there was nothing that was like, I'm amazing at that. You know, I'm going to go there. Just an all around good academic person. Yeah. I'm just good at school. Yeah. So she said, well, what if you got a degree in communication? And I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and she said, well, you know, she explained, you know, it's learning about communication, how communication works. And I was like, wait, it sounds like you're telling me I can get a degree in talking. 
which I am also good at. <laughs> and true. she was like, sure, you can start there. So I decided to get a comms degree and I graduated from community college. I went to undergrad at Wayland Baptist University, which is in Plainview, Texas, and was majoring in comms. And then I minored in mass comms. And in my senior year, because I still didn't know what I was going to do with myself, I realized while my professor was teaching that like I wanted to stand up there and teach like I could do a good job at teaching communication. So you're like, I could actually do a better job. Yes, I did actually. <laughs> I would too. That we was, all thought that about yeah, all of our professors. I, really, I think that yeah. every day I teach too. I'm like, what, what do they hate about me? <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't think that about every professor though, but you know, there was, I was in a communication class. It was communication for teachers. So it was kind of a public speaking, but it was a, you know, specifically about education. And I was just taking it as an elective. And I just could see these poor kids were like, I'm a little confused about what we're talking about. And I thought I, I could help them. Like I could make this more clear. So I graduated with my comms degree and I was like, I'm going to go to grad school. I want to teach at community college. That's exactly what I wanted to do. That was my dream job. So I went and got my master's at tech. I didn't go to undergrad at tech, so I don't know all of the professors that they do as well. Um, so I went to tech and got my master's there. And my research was really kind of focused in healthcare communication, um, although not so much. So my thesis was on uncertainty reduction theory and mm -hmm. casual sexual relationships. So I just really, my research interest was more like, how do you, you know, look at those casual sexual relationships that were, I think, really a big part of what I was looking around and seeing. In right. Like, true. I'm from a very conservative family, so that was not a part of my upbringing. Like mm -hmm. just having never communicated about no random sexual partners. I was like, I don't understand how this works. Like, how are people doing this? And I wanted to know, how do you reconcile that when you, that may not even be a person you want to date, you just want to have sex with. So that was interesting to me and um to be honest it was interesting to me too because i was still in grad school when kelly was finishing and she paid me actually to go ahead and code all of her research so as i was reading her research forgive the tractor going by it's west texas y'all we can't help it <laughs> but only in west texas will a tractor interrupt your podcast mm -hmm. but whatever but her research was so fascinating in how people communicated in those um those sort of different sexual relationships. So fascinating. It was really interesting. Yeah. I really would love to even just do a follow-up on it. Like, you know, has it changed any? Cause that was what, I, yeah. 2005, six, seven. No doubt Snapchat. it's changed. Yeah. I mean, oh, for sure. Right. That wasn't even a thing. Netflix and chill. Now we have a title for yes. the communication about well, and sexual relationships. Just watching TV. If you look at any of the apps that are now out there, uh, you know, I mean, it's, we understand the terminology of swipe right, swipe right, left. Like all of that is about how we navigate those sexual relationships. So it'd be fascinating to go back and do, you know, a follow-up research study where we look at not the people that I've already looked at, but how new people now, college students now and right. how they're navigating it. Because really at that point, when Janine was coding that research, that research was like, I'm, I'm in it, I'm doing it, but it's not really, almost all of them are like, I'm not really happy with it. Right. I don't really know how to navigate it well. Right. And I just wonder if that's changed. Ooh, I bet that part hasn't changed. Yeah. Because yeah. my friends that are single that are on these dating apps, it's awful. It's a cutthroat world out there. 
Yeah. We should look into that. That would be fascinating. But we, you know, this like the 18th thing on our research burner. Like oh, we're I know. always like, oh, let's research this and that. And we have the perfect population to give the research to. Although they're weird, some of them. I don't know that I want to know some of my students' sexual relationships. Well, and I'm so, you know, when we were in grad school, it was all IRB, man. Uh-huh. You just had to pray to get your stuff past IRB. And we don't have that at community college. We'd have to be kind of careful with how we ask that. Yeah. But I mean, it would be fascinating it's, and it would be different. I think you could really get, dive in community college students versus four-year college yeah, students. Absolutely. Probably a lot more. Way different. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Well, good talk, y'all. Yeah. I'm just glad they get to know who we are, kind of our perspective. And yeah, we talk about so many things. I mean, we covered everything from astrological sign to Enneagram number to our marriage and social status and hobbies in less than 30 minutes, y'all. It's mm-hmm. it's a right. drive, drive out here to our office. It's no big deal, yeah. but it's fun. So I also never did tell everybody I was 44. I should say that I'm the old fogey of the bunch. Well, mm-hmm. I never told y'all my hobbies. That'll be for next time. I right? have hobbies. <laughs> but everything, as you'll notice, but what we're talking about today, everything stems from some foundation of communication, mm-hmm. how we talk, how we interact. That's all communication and why we thought this podcast would be so helpful to you all. And we look forward every week to just really diving into those communication topics and and really getting into uh, a little bit more about who we are and how we communicate and helping you all be better communicators too. Thanks for joining us at Three Peeps in a Pod today. And if you like what you heard, share and subscribe. And until next time, we wish you clear and confident communication.